Hey friends, welcome to the brand new Rutgers Chi Alpha podcast. Here's a small recording from our recent Monday Night Live meeting. Hope you enjoy. Hi guys, so we're going to be talking about a community of fellowship. And just going to introduce myself for some of you guys that might not know me. I'm Villain G Lane. That's how I pronounce my name, G and Lane, G Lane. Um, I'm an IT major at Rutgers, senior, about to graduate. And um, and I've been living this Christian life for a while. Yeah. Part <laughs> of Calvin for one and a half years. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, so most of you guys probably already know me, but if you don't, I'm Elizabeth. Um, I graduated from Rutgers in 2019 with a degree in mechanical engineering. Am I using that degree? No, I'm a campus missionary. <laughs> so I work full-time on staff with Chi Alpha, um, and this is my second year here. Um, amen, best major. I agree. <laughs> um, and I've been a part of Chi Alpha since my freshman year, so this will be my sixth year in Chi Alpha, six years of knowing Brian Adams. What a concept. Dan, I can't believe you would say that about me. How rude. Um, yeah, but before we get started, um, Dylan, do you want to open us up in prayer? Of course, of course. All right, Father God, I just thank you for bringing us together here today, um, being able to meet on this Monday night to uh, really seek your, seek your face and learn about your word. I pray that you uh, you bless everybody in this um, in this call, Jesus, that you give them peace and grace and and uh, really show them uh, mercy because I know you know the tribulations that they go through every week and I pray that uh, you show them your love as you've shown me and Elizabeth and I thank you. I pray that you got our words as we uh, talk about your word and that you be able to um, um, build a, um, a community of fellowship throughout those uh, MLs and life groups. Um, your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So like what Vilan said, um, today we're going to be talking about a community of fellowship. And for a little bit of context, um, Chi Alpha has these, um, I don't know, like a better word for it other than pillars. So these five pillars um, that describe who we are and what we believe in and um, the kind of community that we want to be. And so that is a community of prayer, worship, fellowship, discipleship, and mission. And so last week, Brian Adams and Paul Austin talked about a community of discipleship. And so today we're going to be talking about a community of fellowship. And so I think that that's a term that we pass around far too often. Um, but what I want to do is if you guys could in the chat, what do you guys or how would you guys describe fellowship? Not fellowship, um, but fellow <laughs> fellowship. Um, if you guys have words that that you feel like would describe it, or um, like what you think of when you think of fellowship, community, intentional. I like that putting time aside to be together, love, yes, trust, friendship, good, good food, good people. <laughs> I Gotta like that. Food. 
Yeah. Um, yes, those are all so good. Um, so to kind of, I 100% agree with what everyone was saying, um, but I especially love what Crystal said about intentional. Um, intentionality is so important. And um, to kind of simply define community, um, I would say that it is just a group of people who love God and love each other. And I think that it can be expressed in many ways. Fellowship can be eating together. Fellowship can be conversations. Fellowship can be hanging out. Um, but I think what we want to emphasize today is that fellowship goes beyond just hanging out. Like I think that people can hang out and not have fellowship. <laughs> um, but what's important is that fellowship is about relationship and it's about partnership and it's about intentionality. Um, and it's also the opposite of isolation and solitude and kind of keeping to yourself. Um, so that's just kind of like a general idea of what fellowship is, but Belen, why is it important? Like, what's the point? I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. So uh, I believe that the most important thing that to realize is that like Jesus was like the ultimate example, right? So he, he, he walked it like he, if there was somebody that could have done everything alone, it was Jesus. He was like perfect. He could have done uh, whatever he wanted. He was like the son of God, you know? No, he is the son of God still. But, um, you know, like he, he desires for us to live in community and to grow together. And I believe one of the biggest things for that is because I believe in order for you to fulfill your purpose, and I really believe this, is that you need to uh, congregate with people. You need, because like every time, like because God made you for purpose to bless other people and to grow together for other people, to pour into other people. And, and I really believe that in order to fulfill your calling, you really gotta not live in isolation, but to be able to congregate and, and, and help. Uh, like you, you see so many like examples in the Bible, like, um, you know, Paul had Silas, uh, Jesus had the apostles, even Samuel had the school of prophets, the so-called like the school of prophets. Um, like, so you can clearly see that like uh, God desires that for us. And, and, and like also, um, also like if you're isolated, it's much easier for you to feel motivated, to feel like, in, you know, like sometimes you're in love, you're unwanted, and then maybe you even get like mad at God at times, like, or, well, you know, like, in, in like fall away from God and start like sinning, going back to the old habits, you know, because you don't have that support group or that people um, help you in your walk with God. Uh, it's so important, like many times in my life, I, I was like getting discouraged and, or, or very like calling the faith and I had people like, uh, phone me like my pastor the other day called me and asked why like I wasn't like I didn't show up at the church one time or two and he was calling me like oh man what's going on you're always here or or like when I was doing well like I phoned Andrew uh, one time and I was like man I'm, I'm not feeling so well like could you pray for me you know like all, all those mm -hmm. things um and those are the two reasons like at first like purpose to fulfill your purpose you need to fellowship with people and also um I was gonna say and also uh, because uh, people are going to support you um, yeah, and help you in, in your walk of Christ. Uh, all right, Elizabeth, what would be another, another reason? Could you think of another reason why that would be? Yeah. Um, so this is something that Inkeet and I actually mentioned when we talked about Diva Time and our Back to Basics series. Um, but another really big part of fellowship and um, just being a community of fellowship is accountability and that 
plays a big part in what Bjorn was saying about um, like encouraging one another and challenging one another and supporting one each other, one another. Um, like for him, having Andrew to call if um, he needed someone to pray for him. Um, but accountability also is so important. And we have this saying that um, I honestly don't even know where it comes from at this point, but Brian's mentioned it so many times that I, yeah. So without accountability, there is no motivation to grow. And this can be applied to literally anything, but I think it's especially true in our relationship with the Lord is that if you don't have people who are holding you accountable, who are um, challenging you, calling you out in love um, when you may be doing something wrong or walking in the wrong direction, um, then there's just not going to be that motivation to grow. Um, and that's not to say that it's like completely impossible to have a healthy relationship with the Lord by yourself because there are, you know, missionaries who are completely by themselves in like foreign countries, you know, like really struggling for the gospel. But I think like it's really, 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 really difficult. Um, and I know that that is true personally in my life. And I'm sure that you guys have seen that in your own lives where if you're not surrounded by that Christian community of people who are holding you accountable and encouraging you, then it gets a lot easier to put your faith and your relationship with the Lord on the back burner. Um, and then you just kind of become like desensitized uh, to, you know, seeking God, like reading your Bible. Um, and I don't know if you guys can relate to that, um, but I know that that's something I've seen in my life. Um, but yeah, so just motivation and encouragement and accountability. Um, that's why it's so important um, to be a part of a fellowship and community. Mm -hmm. And also just one more point I want to make too, um, like praying for each other is also really important, you know, like I want to read a passage for you guys from, from um, uh, James 5.16. So he reads, uh, therefore confess uh, your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Uh, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So what I, what I want to say with this verse, guys, is that, like, it's so important, like, to pray for each other. And, like, when somebody prays for, because, like, I see a lot of people that, like, especially in my life, I've seen that, like, struggling with repetitive sin or, or maybe feeling, like, cold spiritually for long periods of time. Like, I think that, like, when people pray for you, it's so powerful. And, like, I, I, I see, like, that as, like, like, like a disease almost, like, a, like, uh, how can I say this, like, like kind of like a physical disease, like some things you can self-medicate, like you have a cold or something like that. You can just like go to the pharmacy and buy and buy your own medication and self-medicate. But some other things like say like your appendix burst, like you're not gonna just like self-medicate probably, you know, like you're probably gonna look for help, uh, kind of like a doctor or something. So I, I think that like your spiritual problems are, are, are like the same way. You need people to pray for you, to follow you and help you, you know, because some things are just too heavy for you to get rid by yourself you know so you need like people to follow up with you and help you out on that so like that's that's what was uh one of the points that i thought was really important about why you should congregate you know because people can really help on that aspect as well on your walk with christ all right so now why why not why not congregate why people would not want to congregate elizabeth what, what would be some reasons why they would not like to um i don't know if people can relate to this, but I know that for me personally, 
one of the biggest things that kept me from um, really seeking out community and, and fellowship and intentional Christian fellowship um, we, was because I had this, I had this idea and I don't know if it was conscious or subconscious, but I think I had this idea that that fellowship had nothing to offer me that I didn't already have. Like I had this idea that I was fine. My relationship with God was fine. Like this was the best it was going to get, you know? Um, and it was like, it seemed like a lot of work, you know, like, like I have to reach out to people. I have to like sacrifice time. I have to sacrifice energy. I have to like let people know the real me. Like that sounds like a lot of work, you know? And so I think I'm just gonna, you know, keep people at arm's length and portray that everything is okay all the time. I'm doing great. Don't ask any more questions beyond that. <laughs> um, and so I think that was kind of my mindset or my mentality for like a lot of my childhood and like up to high school and even the beginning years of college. Um, and so even though I grew up um, knowing about Jesus, I don't think I really knew, like, I don't think I could say that I knew Jesus. Um, <laughs> so it's crazy because I, I said, right, that I was a part of Pi Alpha since my freshman year, but I wasn't actually, like, fellowshipping with people. Like, I wasn't really, like, a part of it, you know? I wasn't um, hanging out with people outside of MNL or outside of I didn't even, okay, <laughs> this makes me look so bad, but it's okay because this is what really happened. I wasn't a part of life group until like end of my, like I was inconsistently going my junior year because I didn't think that like it was worth it. Like I, I genuinely didn't see the reason why, like, like what was so important about fellowship, what was so important about community. Um, and then God really convicted me and kind of opened my eyes to see how I was kind of just like settling for what I thought a relationship with God should look like when in reality, there was so much more he wanted for me. Um, and and there's like, like even with that verse that, that Velen read earlier about um, like confessing your sins to one another and praying for one another so that you may be healed. Um, I think a lot of times we close off that door for healing to, t to come in and to take place because we don't talk about what we're going through with other people. Um, and that's not, that's not to say that you just open um, your life to literally everyone. <laughs> like, this is my life, these are all my problems. Um, do whatever you want with that, that's not wise. Um, but to be intentional about seeking Christian fellowship and seeking community um, and opening up about your life, I have found is so important. And I'm not saying this as like, guys, I figured it out. Like, it's easy once you figure it, like, no, that's not true. It's always gonna be um, a risk. It's always gonna be a sacrifice that you have to make um, to, to sacrifice the time, to sacrifice um, the energy, to sacrifice, um, like to, to put yourself at risk, basically. I think a lot of people keep others at arm's length because they don't want to give people the opportunity to hurt them. Um, but in order to be known fully, you have to open up those, those walls um, and allow yourself to be known. Um, so that's why I think, at least for me, that was one of the biggest reasons why 
Um, and I just want to share really quick this, this first Ecclesiastes um, 4, verses 9 to 10. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Um, and it sounds really sad <laughs> to, to, to fall and to not have anyone around you to, to pick you up like in the literal sense, like literally no one is there to help you get up, but also in the metaphorical sense of like, if you're struggling in your relationship with God, which everyone does, like it's really hard to get back up on your own. Um, but to have other people around you to pick you up, to encourage you, to carry some of that burden, to carry some of that load so that it's, it's easier for you, um, that is so important in your walk with the Lord. Um, but yeah, how about you, Belen? I think for me, uh, it was a little different than yours uh, in the sense that, like, I didn't think that, like, um, uh, like a, a fellowship could not offer me anything. I just felt like I could never feel connected. Like, I didn't have that feeling like click, you know? Mm. Like, I was crazy, guys. I thought that relationships are like a click. You just meet somebody and have a click. That's that's not how a relationship works, guys. That's, like, you, the relationship is, like, something you spend time on. And as they yeah. go on, like, they develop. And I think that's what I've... I learned. I remember, like, when I moved to Rutgers. I mean, I accepted Jesus like 13. Uh, I came to know Jesus Christ. Um, I, I'm like, like uh, my, like, my family didn't believe the truth of the gospel, so like, I was always uh, a friend of mine told me about Jesus. And since then, when God revealed Himself to me when I was 13, like, I was, I was very, like, uh, seeking God always, you know, on my own, um, pretty much. Like, I, I moved to the United States, and I was like, huh. I would just go to my local church and see God on my own. And once I moved to Rutgers, when I was like uh, 2019, I think. Yeah, spring of 2019, I moved to Rutgers. And I would always like, I would just like, you know, I was dorming for, my, from, for half of a semester, just a spring. And I would just like go to the, to the student center to read my Bible or so, because like I couldn't stay in my room because like my, I had like a, like my roommate was pretty loud. And also like he was into witchcraft. So it was kind of like, um, so there's always a war there, you know, like spiritually. Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah. So that's another story, though. And um, so when I was, when I was going to this, yeah, and I, and I was just like seek the Lord by myself, you know. Like I, sometimes I saw Kai Alpha there on the MNL, like I think they're like worshiping or something. I was like, yeah, cool, dude. This looks cool, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like I would just sit there, and and could you not like all the time? Like I think I had so many opportunities to join a Christian org. Like I would just get in the right time, in the right place, so many times. I think I got approached by like three or four different Christian orgs. Um, and I really felt like God was telling me like to join a Christian or some, but I, but I was always like brushing it off. I was like, yeah, cool guys. And then people come to me and say like, Hey, we're from this Christian org. Like you should come. And I was like, yeah, cool. Um, no, thanks. You know? Um, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, you know, it's, and, it's, and I kept like refusing that. And to the point, like that, that was my church service, worship service. And a friend of mine came and was like, I don't know. And he was like, Hey man, you know, like God showed me this vision with you. Like you're like, you always think you're alone like you tell me a room and you're like alone in this room and then he shows people coming around you but like you always think like you're alone i'll pray for you because like i want to cast that thing out of you like you keep thinking that you're always alone wow. i was like yeah you know like and then i realized that and i and i, and I even before that i kind of felt like god wanted me to join you know so then so then uh i said you come you know to come to calpha i uh, get connected on mnl and then get connected in my life group and even life group when i first came like i was never sure like like, I was like, ah, I don't know if I would like those guys, you know, like, but the, the more, like, I, the more, like, I, I, I hang out with them, the more I like them, you know, like, that's how the relationships are, like, you, people are always going to be strangers to you if you never put the effort to, like, 
getting mm-hmm. to know them, I guess, you know? Like, um, so yeah, I guess that's the point I want to make. Let me just do the doc here, see if I want to say anything else. Yeah, that's one reason. Uh, that's a little bit of my testimony, but also one reason, like, maybe you feel like you don't feel connected or you don't feel like you matter as much as me. Like, I feel like, ah, uh, maybe I'm not, I don't make any difference or maybe, like, I, I don't feel like connected that much. Um, maybe that's one reason. Another reason that I see this common that, um, that has never happened to me, Kyle, but it happened to me in my local church. And sometimes I see that when I talk to other kids too. Uh, some, sometimes maybe you get hurt by somebody. Uh, classic example. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like say you have a your Christian uh, group of friends, I don't know, maybe at a church or so. And, and then like, I don't know, somebody hurts, maybe a pastor say something to you, or I don't know, maybe you get, uh, I don't know, maybe you, review your feelings to your significant other and then like it doesn't go so well and then you're like oh man I look so stupid now in this group you know what I'm saying or maybe break broke up with somebody or maybe I don't know maybe maybe like somebody said something that hurt you you know um it can be like so many different things that make people like want to withdraw from a group you know um but uh, I would say like you know even like Jesus like they had like think about it like Jesus had the best um the, the the disciples of Jesus had like the best pastor Part of, they were part of the best church with the best the best pastor they could have had and 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 you know like people one betrayed him the other two like like they were always constantly fighting to see who's gonna who was the greatest among them you know like they're, mm-hmm. they're, never, they're never perfect but um i really think that um they like the holy spirit giving them the power to like to forgive and to move on and to love each other despite everything and, and i think that's what god calls us to do you know um and yeah, that's just uh, what I wanted to go over, uh, really. Just a little bit about what, how I, like, what I see as being reasons for people not want to join. So like uh, feeling hurt by other people or, or really just feeling like, don't feeling a click or don't feeling like they, they belong really, yeah. One quick note on um, if somebody hurts you, if you ever are offended by Brian Curran's hot takes, you're part of many. Forgiveness. <laughs> don't let that. Don't let that deter you from seeking real fellowship and community. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so now that we've gone through um, why fellowship is so important, some reasons that maybe have deterred you in the past from um, seeking fellowship and seeking community. Um, I think like the, the, the biggest point that we wanna make is the fact that um, we as humans are inherently flawed. And so like no, no fellowship, no community is gonna be perfect because people aren't perfect, um, but it, it's difficult. Like right off the bat, we're not saying that it's easy. Like it's really difficult and it takes work. Um, but it is so worth it when you when you think about all of the reasons why um, you're doing what you're doing. And so it's ultimately a decision that you make. Like, is this thing worth the effort, worth the work? And I would say 100%, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> so um, the last thing that we want to go over really quickly is um, just kind of like general advice or practical things. Um, in terms of how to get involved in community and fellowship. Um, so, Dylan, what, what do we do? How do we do this? All right. All right, all right. The first one is like, get, get off your comfort zone. Like, guys, listen, you're, you're, you, guys, you guys, like, just, just open your mouth, start talking to people, shoot some messages. 
like it's even easier now because like you guys are all in college so you guys have something to talk about you know like you guys have something in common like with college you guys are all christian you know i don't know just just open up like i don't know just open up and talk to people like um uh, you know like they, they just get out of your comfort zone i guess uh that'd be my the, the first thing the first general advice i'd give what what else would say elizabeth um so next a way to get out of your comfort zone. If you're not already in a life group, join a life group, guys. We've mentioned it like three or four times already <laughs> tonight alone. Um, but really, like truly, genuinely, life group is where um, the real conversations happen. Um, it goes beyond this large group context into smaller groups um, of guys or girls. And that is a place that you can really talk about what God's doing in your life, things that you're struggling with, um, encourage one another, pray for one another, challenge one another. Um, it's where God really transformed my life personally is through life group. Um, and hopefully he does the same for you guys too. Um, but yeah, what else? All right. So also make sure you, you stay tuned for like uh, weekly events. As Andrew mentioned, you know, like you say, like um, MNL, like now MNL, like life groups. Also, we do Discord. I'm, I'm often in Discord throughout the week. Um, and, and, and whatever else we have going on, sometimes have uh, game nights going on, or, or, or we just watch movies out of nowhere. Like, if you stay tuned, and if you look at the chats, you know, like there's always opportunity to get connected with people. Um, or even like if there's nothing going on, like you can just text people and be like, hey, I'm, I'm on Discord, I'm studying, like, man, whoever's available is going to join most often. But uh, yeah, definitely, um, you know, have, an, have initiative, you know, I think it's, um, I think it's really important. And it's something that I, I notice sometimes that I have slacked on many times that I wish I, I didn't, but I, what else, Elizabeth? Um, so along the same lines of, of Will and saying be, um, or take initiative, uh, be intentional about finding community. Like you're not just going to like, especially now that everything's online like you're not just going to walk through the student center and hear us at mnl playing worship like that just doesn't happen anymore which is really sad hopefully next semester it will but um now more than ever there has to be a lot of intentionality in 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 seeking out fellowship and seeking out community because um you're not just going to like bump into it at home <laughs> except with your family um you can have fellowship with your family <laughs> um but yeah so intentionality is so important um and honestly it's easy not easy but like relatively easy um in college to to be intentional about finding community because there's so literally so many opportunities to find community like if if Chi Alpha doesn't work into your schedule. There's crew, there's IV, there's ICF, there's CCF. There's like so many different fellowships, so many different opportunities. Like if one of our life groups doesn't fit into your schedule, all the other Christian orgs probably also have small groups and life groups. And so um, to be intentional and not just kind of like, okay, once one roadblock hits, we're just going to give up. Like, no, let's try again. <laughs> um, so I think that's also really important. And then last one I'm doing. All right, so the last one is I'll definitely encourage you guys to join, to join a local church. You know, as Elizabeth mentioned, there are many orgs on campus, uh, Christian orgs. But also, like, you know, college is not forever, guys. Like, you guys got to be able to, like, join church, you know. Um, and, and even not just join, like, go to one, like, serve. You know, like, 
like once I, I know some of you guys can join now because your churches are closed or maybe you're on campus and you're not you don't know any churches around you you know like but whenever you have the chance I'll definitely uh encourage you to serve in the church and I'm not just going like form the bench there you know listen to them read the message at the end like you know go in uh you know once you open like grab your pastor shake him up and, like give me something to do like it's gonna be like you can be like from what planet are you from like because nobody ever said that you're a pastor <laughs> like give me something to do but yeah definitely encourage you guys um best way to get you know people in the church like serving um outside of also Kyle as well um yeah that's a that's a, the last advice we have for you guys so I think um we are going to do breakout rooms and we have a couple questions for you guys yeah so Dan just sent them in the group chat so Number one, what prevents you from close and real fellowship? Number two, do you have someone in your life who challenges you to grow in Christ? And number three, what is one thing that you will do this week to be intentional with seeking and maintaining fellowship? If you're encouraged by this message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and share it with your friends. We truly want to see the name of Jesus lifted at Rutgers. To learn more about Chi Alpha, including our gathering times and weekly life groups, visit us online at RutgersChiAlpha.com or hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.